his hand Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Give me a second. Good morning, everybody. It's 7.02 a.m. on a cool Sunday morning right here in Central Texas. And you are tuned in to the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here at 104.9 The Horn or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the gate gets open and fires up the old pot belly stove, pours a little water over the old coffee grinds and gets gets everything in in order, order and organized for us and uh, his hands healing up well from his ranch accident a couple weeks ago. Glad to see that. And uh, I'm TJ He was temporarily Green. fired before he got hurt on <laughs> yeah, the job. As he was falling from the ladder. <laughs> Uh, I'm TJ Graney, that is Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak is in house. Oh, yeah, just barely. And, uh, just barely. You've had a busy day, Mr. Beefsteak. Somebody's been in this bunkhouse. I just found a long blonde hair. Oh, that's mm. mine. Long, and I know know, no hair comes from either one of you guys. Hey, well, that Halloween party I was at—that's what. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Ricky uh, Ricky Bobby was probably the cleaning crew. Cleaning crew. The family of raccoons that come in and munch all the crumbs on the floor. So you guys weren't here last week. Last week, Mrs. Graney and I were actually in Little Rock doing the show live and. Uh, oh, that's right. I and forgot. you guys were at opening day weekend. Yeah. At the said ranches. You uh, were you were uh not. You were with your wife and we were hunting <laughs> on opening weekend. Yeah. Right. I had already mm-hmm. been out and stuck too. No, oh, don't geez. give me that. No. You just admit you planned it all wrong twenty five years ago. You made a huge error. Never do this, man. <clears throat> that was no error. I you sure. got married on opening weekend and was celebrating your anniversary on opening weekend ever since. I it's didn't go to Little Rock, Arkansas to celebrate my anniversary. Well, why didn't you go with you? You could have gone solo. Could have gone hunting up there. But so, somehow she just, went with just you. Just being in my wife's shadow has been 
an incredible 26 right. years just following her around just being yeah. a part being able to serve her she's listening this morning yeah probably so <laughs> you think i'm in trouble i was wondering where he was yeah. gonna go with that shadow thing <laughs> yeah. about casting a shadow but anyways so yeah and uh so tell me about the deer you killed cody uh, well, I didn't harvest any oh, deer. Oh, okay. That's opening day report oh, from Cody. Let's <laughs> uh, go. How about you? Oh, That's, yeah. What, what is that mud oh, on your we shoes? we got to play this. You got mud on your shoes. I do, unlike Cody. And I, uh, I, got a, I got a hog in my freezer right now. I shot on opening weekend. Well, we got two. You're welcome. Well, we got two oh, of wait. them. Wait, it was opening was deer season. Yeah, still shot a hog. Both of huh? you guys shot windy. hogs on opening day of Dancing. Windy, man. You know, it's interesting. Oh, that must be Wendy's hair that was in there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, actually, kind of shooting a hog is one of those things that most of the guys, I think, would put on their list for opening weekend. It's kind of cool. You know, thinking about well, I'm teasing about you guys. I love uh, He's I'll, just I'll jealous. shoot a hog. Any day. No, I'm, he, I'm really he know, not. He couldn't now, hunt what, opening weekend. What I didn't put Some at the of top us, of my list was was CYA. Is you, that's what it is. It was CYA. So just back up, cowboy. Corn wow. your area. area. <laughs> corn your own area. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but what area. I didn't, what, what you don't, it's fun shooting, but those pigs, when you skin a 250-pound boar, you know, so, been around and, for a while. But the, the whole thing with okay, they took two hundred fifty pounds. First of all, a they, little bit of a stretch. When okay, I saw the so pictures. you know what everybody does that no, with hogs. Wait, it wasn't you know, two hundred fifty pounds. It was about a a buck and a quarter. It was. Hey, I'm gonna put my foot down right now. I even Ooh. weighed it because the first down. hunter was like, you know, you saw how he exaggerated. First of all, he said it was a four hundred pound sow. Yeah. Okay. You had about a you had about a seventy five pounder and a and a buck and a quarter pound pig on that. Seventy five and two fifty. Where'd you get that? It was two forty nine. We together they were two fifty. You measured? Pre- you weighed it? Yeah. Before before gutting it. All right. We pulled it up. You, you, That's and, a big hog. and it was two hundred and fifty pounds. I don't so it. okay. It was two forty seven. My God. The, the <laughs> what thing is wrong about with you? the thing about that uh, that was really funny. Was that you guys gave them a bath after you killed them? Yeah, sh- I have never seen that before, and you were giving me a hard time well, last I week thought, when I called I mean, in. I mean, I'm not. I just don't want no. to take the time. I'm cutting that stuff up, and before that body is Be, cold enough for those ticks those, to fall off, that those, thing is gone. Oh, please, come on! Everybody skinned a hog if they've done it. Where the the older ones, especially, where ticks are running up your hands on well, your sleeve, and there's it's not fleas even just ticks. If you rinse them off and you give them a good bath, I mean, it makes sense in a lot of ways that they've got all that dirt and grime and mud, and the reason. That your knife gets dull. Everybody says, oh, because that skin's so hard, it dulls out your knife. The reason that your knife gets so dull on a hog is because it's sitting there on sandpaper, grinding every slice. Wow. Uh, I would say so that's rinsing half it off, probably not a bad idea. Right. But the, the cool part was that the whole secret was blue Dawn dishwashing liquid. Yeah, only the blue. Only the blue. Apparently, there's something in it. That drives off, smothers, whatever, the ticks and the fleas. And it was actually a pleasure uh, skinning those afterwards. Well, I just. Because we were like, do, 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 do. You know, you were just the, doing the, it normal. The 
Were you singing like that? Uh, actually, I was. The funny part was seeing you in the bathtub with that big old hog. With the blue suds everywhere. Oh, man. 250 pounder. That's where he started that song. Rub a dub dub. Rub a ducky. You're the one. Oh, my gosh. Who makes hog hunting so much fun. So we did. Whack, 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 whack. Want to play with my ducky? Mr. Dead Hog? All wow. right, this is getting weird. Oh, <laughs> took a left turn. My father-in-law just shot a pig. He just shot me a Oh, text. is he out there today? Yeah, yeah. Hog hunting. Wow. Congratulations. Do you guys so, not can, deer hunt anymore? No, I'm going to tell you, I put a bullet in a deer and brought it back, and we uh, hung it up in a cooler all week. That's a weird way to put it. Did you put it in? Why? I put a bullet in a deer and then brought it back. <laughs> what? What? I don't under. You know what he's. You know what he's trying to do. He's trying to derail me because he doesn't want to talk about everybody getting a deer. Where'd you shoot a little deer? Okay, I could have shot a little. A little. I could have shot a little. I could have shot a little. And we brought it back. Did you put it over at Johnny G's? Is that what? No, Mm -hmm. couldn't hang it somewhere else. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, so they uh, were able to hang it. Age it. That's what I like to call right. it. Right. No, you know it actually was our, fantastic. Our buddy uh, Ricky McGee. Ricky McGee hangs all his deer for he, a week or two. He told me so. Y'all are finally doing that. I can tell now. You know, we like we do up here. You know, aging <laughs> it, and it actually is. Uh, it worked out really well. So sometimes we, we, we can't though when it's eighty nine degrees outside. Where you how are you going to age place. it? You'd have to have a place. Well, to do it. you can't. You know do it the coolest, the coolest thing I, the coolest uh, setup I've seen on a ranch besides, you know, the nice walk-in coolers like out at Mobley right. or whatever. But I've seen some small buildings or small sheds with a little AC unit in there, and it's just sure. cranked down low, and it gets it cool enough where you can hang deer in there for longer periods of time. I hope that AC so, didn't go. Away. So yesterday, what we did, we walked the boys at KOZ through the whole process. Of skinning the deer. Do you have some deep. some guys who'd never seen it, never done anything? Most of them. Oh, all of so them. Good. And the coolest part is I re- most memorable as you pull the skin back and they were, I'd let them cut, you know, uh-huh. the, a little bit between there um, and the meat. And with the kids are going, oh, that sound is so satisfying. You know, like, <laughs> as, you, as you pull the knife through and uh, to separate the skin from the meat and, you know, yank it just, it was crazy. When you hang them, they, you don't have to take this, you don't have to skin them? No. Skin on. It was skin on, just field dressed and cleaned really well. Oh, yeah. And when you're just hanging them in a cooler uh-huh. until it's time. Because mm-hmm. remember, we used to do that with all our deer. We'd just gut them and bring them into the butcher. Yeah, or but whatever. we, I mean, but a day or two, they would be, go without skin. No, they, but I didn't no, know you sometimes could. Yeah. It, yeah. For a week. All right. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. We're talking hunting, fishing, and whatever else we like in between. Life on life's terms right here in the bunkhouse, I'll tell you that. Uh, we'll be back right after this. We got, uh, hopefully we can get Mike Iconelli on the line. We're working on, uh, he's got a new TV show on Nat Geo, and he's going to uh, be uh, filming. He's going to talk about the show he filmed here. Mike Canelli. Mike Canelli. <laughs> So, and then we got News of the Weird and so much more. You don't want to miss it. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
maybe so. But it can buy me a boat. This is T-Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoors on. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, number one outdoor show in Texas. Coming to you live from 104.9 The Horn or 247365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Deer season. Perfect weather. Hit the ranch. That's why you need something that gets you into the great outdoors and back again. Drive something that's comfortable, has lots of storage space, and get you get the job done right in a vehicle from Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Like the 2019 Ram 1500, better f- performance, more efficiency, 100 safety feature items, towing power. This bad boy will do 12,500 pounds. How about a classic 2019 Jeep Wrangler? They got two and four-door Wranglers arriving almost every day. If you want to save thousands of dollars on hundreds of vehicles, head to the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at Nile Folks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and, and girls of all ages, uh, we've got a a uh, a uh, somebody on the show with us. Two thousand three, I believe it was Bassmaster Classic champion, and uh, now going to be, I believe, a major league fishing uh, full time uh, player in the major league fishing world, and and has got a new TV show. Uh, out and we'll talk about uh, Mike Iconelli on live with us now. Mike, are you there? How you doing this morning? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hey, before we get rolling, TJ and I were talking about a story that he had of you. I thought it was funny. So, uh, morning, Mike. I uh, you wouldn't remember me, I'm sure, but I used to travel with. Uh, Gary White, and I was one of his facilitators for the Bassmaster Universities, and we were doing a Bassmaster University in Houston one year, and it was in a hotel that had kind of a creek running through the middle of the hotel, <laughs> and and I, and I can't remember who it was that was on stage. It was uh, Larry I, Nixon. I, I thought that's who it was. I thought it was Nixon. And you went out into the lobby, and you were fishing that little, and you caught a friggin' bass in the lobby of this hotel, and blew into his thing. And I think he was a little nerved by it, unnerved by it. But it was absolutely hilarious. And of course, all the guys in the room were just roaring. And uh, and I just, I'll never forget that. It was one of the funny. I mean, epic. Uh, just, it right. was epic. epic. It was yeah. one of the funniest <laughs> things I'd ever seen, and uh, and you know you were a little bit younger then, and and uh, you were just uh, full of energy and on fire, and you know that. I, and since then, I've been to that hotel, and they've whole, filled that whole thing in. I think you pretty much shut down the bass fishing <laughs> in that hotel. <laughs> but anyway, Mike, gl- super excited about having you on the show, sir. Well, thank you, and I remember that like it's yesterday. I was uh, I was early in my career. You know, it was probably back in the early 2000s that that happened, and it's uh, you know it's kind of funny because uh, you know part of it was uh, education, and I love to teach, and you know being involved in that program. Uh, all these years later, I'm still doing it with a program called the Bass University. But the interesting thing about that is you want to talk about urban city fishing. 
There it was. Right <laughs> yeah. There. Was in the damn hotel room yeah. and uh, caught a fish. So uh, it is a nice tie into the new show I have coming out. But now I remember that like it was yesterday. Well, it, it it's something that, you know, I got to do a lot of things with you guys over the years, traveling with Gary and doing those events and uh, kind of behind the scenes and stuff. But that was that was classic, Mike. And, yep, that was good. <laughs> so like it yesterday. So I was I was thought I would go back and check on what Ike's been up to, what Mike and Ellie, which I ever since what's his name started calling you Mike and Ellie, it's hard for me to get over that. But <laughs> but uh, uh, I thought I'd check in and see what you're doing. I went to check out Ike Live, and you just had an episode this week. I missed. I've got a month and a half old at home, so I I don't uh, always catch the live stuff. But I went back and. And I click on the YouTube, and you had an Ike Live show that you had uh, done just this past week, I guess. And yeah. uh, and I click on it, Mike, and I see. And the first thing I think is, is he is he not wearing any pants, or does he have Tommy Biffle shorts on, and I can't see his shorts or what? So it was just a weird color, bro. Not not gonna lie, that was a weird color to yeah, wear. I know. By the way, everybody listening right now saying that I had pink pants on. They weren't pink. It was salmon. <laughs> oh, That's okay. right. Set the record straight. Salmon colored, but it, it right. was an it was an incredible show. I really enjoyed because it's a different side. It was a different kind of Ike Live. I mean, that wasn't your typical, uh, you know, uh, wild fest. I mean, uh, it was. It was a different kind of show where you had the crew from your new TV show, a bunch of, you know, what we call Californians, right? Yeah. A bunch of Californians yeah. had no clue about fishing. They're, you know, super brilliant with their art, which their art is, you know, filming and producing and directing. And uh, the young girl you had on at the end that, you know, ran all the errands, the, you know, the assistant girl and... I mean, uh, logistics and, and how all that worked. But I just thought, what a beautiful group of people. And I really felt that I got to share just an inkling of the experience that you had traveling with this group of people, filming and yeah. filming around the, the world in, in different yeah. cities with this new show. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It was such a cool uh, opportunity to have on the, the, the guys and girls that really made the show possible. You know, uh, my side of it, the fishing side of it, was such a small part of, of that show. So it was great to have them on explain what they do, um, you know, from the camera work to the direction to the production to the sound to the lighting to putting it all together. It's unbelievable it's an unbelievable process and uh i hope we expose that a little bit the other thing that was great is you know the the guys and girls that were on that show were non-anglers right before they worked on this project and it's really it's a great sort of uh example of what i hope this show does which is you know take people that live in the city maybe live in the suburbs that haven't fished or maybe fished as a kid and left it alone and and show them not just the potential of where they can fish but show them the sport that we know which is this fun exciting uh you know very passionate sport that anybody can do regardless of age race 
gender, doesn't matter. It breaks all those barriers. And it was neat to see, you know, six folks that mm-hmm. had never fished before that now they all have fishing rods. They all are going to dabble with it over the rest of their life, and some of them more avid than others. But, man, I, that's what I hope this show does. You know, Fish My City, I hope it wakes people up to the opportunities that are all around them, you know? Yeah, well, I I noticed in just, in just listening to them, uh, just their excitement and being a part of it and having not known anything. It didn't sound like any of them yeah. knew anything about fishing. No. Until until y'all got to spend this time together, and they they had genuine excitement about the about the sport of fishing. I mean, genuine yeah. excitement. So that was cool, super cool. Very, 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 very awesome. And uh, you know, again, I hope I hope this show does that a little bit. I hope people tune in. They don't normally fish, and you know, Nat Geo Wild is is an audience that you know, sixty percent of the audience is forty to sixty year old females. The other 40% are males that probably have not fished before. So, you know, man, if we can if we can get some of those folks fishing, if we can get some of those folks to take their kids fishing, gosh, it's, it's such a good thing, you know? Absolutely. Well, this has kind of been your angle, kind of what I've seen from your angle from the outside looking in. You know, the, the city stuff, uh, it's obviously, you know, fishing from hotel rooms in downtown Houston. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's been that kind of angle, and and I think that you've got a really good uh, outlet, a really good crew. So you've got a new show. It's Fish My City, and some of the places you went, uh, y'all, y'all went all over the world, really, in New Orleans to Japan, or I mean, you had Taiwan, Taiwan, yeah, yeah names I couldn't even pronounce. Uh, I didn't even know how to. I didn't even know where they were. Um, and and then you came to Austin, right here where we where our show goes out of, right here in downtown yeah. Austin. You came to the heartland of America and fished in yeah. our city. Yes, it's great diversity. You know, the six shows that we shot, and you hit it right on the head. We went all over the world for them. Um, and the one commonality that I saw, whether I was in Taiwan or London or New York City or Miami or Austin, um, were, was the opportunities within the city limits. You know, I think so often, even me, I think in the past, I've been guilty of saying, you know, I, I, I want to catch a world-class fish. I want to have this amazing <clears throat> fishing experience for a new species. And you, you sort of automatically divert to, man, I got to travel thousands of miles. I got to hop on a plane. I got to spend all this money on guides and tackle. And, and the theme of the show is you don't have to do that, you know, and, and every city I, w- I was at, you'll see that. You'll see that, man, if you have a rod and reel and just, if you don't even have a boat, if you're bank fishing, these really iconic species that you can catch. And, and I tell you, we really did save the best for last. The last original airing, is this coming Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time on that Joe Wild? You're going to see Austin, Texas, which, in my opinion, this is the best show of the series. And you're going to see a fish caught within the city limits of Austin that's one of the biggest freshwater fish I've ever caught in my life. And, and that's a great testament, like I said, to, to city fishing, urban fishing, street fishing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there, you go. there it is. <laughs> I mean, do I expect anything less? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you got to remember too, uh, it is Texas, and everything is large and in charge in Texas. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, and and we know that 
the lake running through the middle of the city of Austin has is a, has yeah. been a secret for bass fishermen and and uh, and some other iconic species. I mean, world record yeah. fish have been caught out of that thing. It's a it's a it's a good fishing. Yeah, hole. I'm excited to see where you go and what you do and and uh, on the show this week and and I know this isn't your first trip to Austin. I know. I mean, you've been here obviously yeah. for the tour and or or for. Uh, 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 you know, fishing Bassmaster events uh, and and things, but um, and I believe you actually came down. And and one thing, my old team partner, you had on your Ike Live show not long ago, uh, and y'all were trying to get out and go fishing. Uh, was is David Cosner? Uh, used oh, yeah. yep. used to fish with David, and and he uh, he just talked about wanting to get you out on Lady Bird or Lake Austin and <laughs> and catching some of those fish. So. I'm excited to see where you end up on the show and how you how you you know caught some of these fish around here. Now, any legal issues straight up? Did you get uh, did you get run off from any places that you tried fishing? <laughs> any pending uh, lawsuits? Not, yeah, no, no lawsuits. In the show. They, uh, you know, Natural Wild did a pretty good job with the legal side of it, which is the permitting and all that, but. I gotta tell you, when, when we were in London and Taiwan, we did get run off a few places. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's the great thing about fishing is um, the diversity, you know. And the thing that is exciting to me about Austin, I've been to Austin two dozen times in my life, and a lot of those times were fishing. And in this show, two of the species I catch were species I never caught before. So even even having been fishing Austin for twenty years, there were still species swimming around that I didn't, hadn't put my, my finger on. And, you know, us anglers, we call that our bucket list. And that, that checkoff on your bucket list is so important. You know, for me it is. And there's still so many species I still haven't caught. So that's another really cool angle of the show is you're going you're gonna to get to see some stuff that's not the run-of-the-mill, you know, largemouth, smallmouth. You're going to see some really cool, unique species that swim around, you know, right, right in the city. Oh man, I can't wait to see what that is. That's that's awesome. That'll be exciting. Well, Mike Iconelli is uh, live in the bunkhouse. You are got you've got a new show, Fish My City, and the final episode, final new episode, will be airing this week. Again, Friday is. Did you say Friday? Yeah, this coming Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central. You're gonna be able to see the original airing of Austin, Texas. And then the great thing is that even after that original airing, over the next couple of weeks, um, uh, you know, folks that have missed it, you're going to be able to catch up on it. They're going to do a lot of re-airings. They're going to do a block the following weekend of all the shows in a row. So Boom. you're going to be able to do a little binge watching of Fish My City. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good. Awesome. That's my style. Super if I'm going to watch good. it, I won't watch it all at once. Well, I've seen some bits and pieces, and it's fantastic. I love the way it's produced. I love the way it's put together. You've done some fishing city, inner city fishing stuff before, some shows, but this one is next level, and I really think that your goal of reaching reaching those that you know may not be anglers, may not fish, uh, have no idea about fishing. The one thing I always say is that fishing is the one, the one thing that everyone has a connection with some way, somehow, whether they're uncle, their grandfather, their neighbor, somebody knows someone or has a connection to fishing. 
Now, whether they've done it themselves, maybe this is, you know, one piece of the puzzle that can help propel them to that next level. And, and it's exciting to see that you can do it right there in the city. You don't need a whole, you know, like you said, you don't need a whole lot to, to get going and, and to share the excitement of, of fishing. And I love it. And I love what you're doing. And I love the show. I'm excited to watch it. Mike Iconelli, thank you for coming into the bunkhouse this morning. Thank you, guys, and happy Veterans Day. Appreciate everybody, men and women. Thank you for your service. Amen. Right. That's yeah. Mike Iaconelli, Fish Never My City. Yeah, I'm gonna up. have to. I'm gonna have to look on that geo when that little block time is, and just sit there and and uh, oh, veg man. watch that yeah. whole thing. I, you know, I am so I love that he has done something unique like that. And, yeah, and he's oh, you're right. He's always kind of gone around those edges and stuff. And I mean, he's He's Mike the Ike, you know. He's always had an edge to him, but super excited about seeing what he's done with that. Many people say the gateway to the millennials for getting outdoors and hunting and all that is fishing. Because it's easy and available. Hey, it's not easy, bro. Oh, sorry. Easy to... It's a whole new conversation. Next hour. News (laughs) of the weird coming up next. You don't want to miss it. Plus, all your favorite episodes. Game Warden Field Notes and more... It's the number one outdoor radio show in all of the world. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Star Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yep. We, uh, uh, on the outdoor zone here, we don't give in to the anti-gun oh, crowd, PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's just how we roll in the bunkhouse. Ride the trail with us all week online at theoutdoorzone.com. Sorry, I, did, I forgot the mics were on when I said... We're I was talking at, about Mike Iaconelli's oh, no salmon pants, pants. Yeah, salmon pants. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated. Yeah, if you're going to jump in that old pickup truck and head out to catch a five-pound bass, you better make sure the oil's been changed and all the parts and pieces are spinning and twirling right. And that would be take it to Sun Auto Service and have them take a look at it. They offer a full range of repairs and maintenance for all types of vehicles. They are your alternative to the to the dealership because they can do the job you need and they do it right the first time uh sun auto service has locations all around central texas you can try the one that our family goes to the 405 west slaughter lane store there's one at 1300 medical parkway in cedar park one at 1403 rivery boulevard in georgetown and lakeway is 1206 ranch road 620 just go to sunautoservice.com i'll be going there this week i had a light come on my truck. <sighs> hey. All right. Uh, news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. <clears throat> we seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. 
A small group of British conservationists are installing mesh-covered ladders in roadside drains to save trapped amphibians from certain death. The Warwick Amphibian and Repti- Reptile Team, the memorable acronym WART, hopes that by placing 20 of the rust-resistant aluminum ladders down drains near known breeding pools in England's West Midlands, they can boost the dwindling amphibian population. The amphibians are coming to breed and then hitting the road, getting across the roads, hitting the curb, along the curb, and into the drains. And then that's it. The end of the story for them. Game over, uh, said Tim Jenkins, a ladder fitter at Wart. By installing the amphibian ladders, it enables them to get back out of the drains and back to their breeding pools and doing what they should do and making more amphibians. So... This is not too far off from what they did with the Houston Toad. Um, they just kind of made these uh, places where frogs could cross and frog, frog get crossing. from one side of the road to the other or get back into the ponds where they were supposed to be that breeding. That answers that question. How does the frog cross the road? Yeah. Well, there's that uh, video game. The frog cross video the game. Oh, yeah. Frogger. Frogger, yeah. For years, you know, and now they just, uh, that game is null and void now. They just ruined that entire game. So you just have to find the... frogs don't have to cross the, the road anymore. rust-proof mesh-covered mesh ladder, and then you win the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, oh, I heard that um, in, in a little bit of fishing news, uh, a couple of things. One is uh, BASS... Um, um, Bass Pro Shops has agreed to sponsor BASS. Yeah, they have for years, but they extended their their. Well, extend- in the in the right now with everything going on, yeah, it is a nice thing for Bass to know. Okay, we got our anchor sponsor. That I mean, or one of our anchor yeah. sponsors. So yeah, I was glad to hear that. I also saw that accelerated um, uh, rated transformation Newell Brands. Designed to create a simpler, faster, stronger, consumer-focused portfolio of leading brands, announces that it signed definitive agreements to sell two businesses, and one of them was Pro Fishing. So this company owns a bunch of consumer brands. Yeah. You know, it's a, a, uh, I mean, everything from Tide Soap to, they own a bunch of stuff. But They own Tide Soap? They own Pure Fishing. Oh, yeah. And I thought, because... Pure Fishing pretty much snagged everybody. They, I mean, they have... Well, uh, Pure Fishing's been sold about eight times in the last few years as well. I was looking at the brands that Pure Fishing owns. Yeah. They have Abu Garcia, All-Star, Berkeley, uh, Spiderwire, Ugly Stick. Yeah. You know, they got kind of... It's kind of a weird... Well, there's a couple of main groups that own a bunch of the brands like that, and... Pure fishing, just one of them that just keeps selling and selling. It's sold for in the billions. One point hmm. three billion dollars. Wow. Billion. You billion. think fishing's not a? Their net sales was five hundred and fifty-six million dollars. You think year. fishing doesn't have a little impact? A little I think. Bit. Uh, I think yeah. fishing's a big news when you got billion-dollar industries. Speaking of other big news, if you're like me, you're always searching for the newest technology, the newest gadgets on the market. But one thing many of us don't always think about is this cutting-edge technology that keeps us safe behind the wheel. 
The 2018 Honda Accord will allow you to stay connected on the go with hands-free calling, heads-up display, Apple CarPlay, but Honda Sensing has some incredible safety features to give you that peace of mind. Best of all, these features come standard on the 2018 Accord. It's the 2018 North American Car of the Year. It's been on that list a record 32 times. No other car has done that. Our Central Texas Honda dealers have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and one friendly employee, one of the friendly employees, will make sure you drive home in just the right one. Solve your Honda envy at this one of Central Texas Honda dealers online, centraltexashondadealers.com. See dealer for details. All right, up next, Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. It's the number one outdoor radio show in all the world. It's the Outdoor Zone, right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor radio show on radio, right here on the Austin Radio Network, 104.9 The Horn, flagship station for UT Sports. Hey, um, Salt Dog, who won the two games yesterday? Uh, A&M and Texas both got a win yeah. yesterday. All right. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I got to tell about beating the Ra- the Red Raiders, right? Who, who? I can't wait to go to vertical. And Ole Miss. Yeah, so uh, Texas A&M beat Ole Miss at home, and Texas went on the road and beat Texas Tech up there in Lubbock. Oh, oh that's going to be a we good got day. I know it is. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, uh, archery country. Uh, speaking of Ted. Guns down. Uncle Ted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Slinging arrows. There's a certain point in every guy's life where hunting with a rifle is just maybe not filling, the, filling his bucket, but um, – then there's archery, and I'm just I'm ate up with it. I the problem is how many deer can I stick? I mean I'm on a I can hunt on a ranch where they got 50 tags. There you go. I can stick some yeah, more do deer. You, if you have enough, you arrows. know they offered him. I'm not kidding you. Parks and Parks and Wildlife biologists offered him 500 tags. Let's do it. And they just said, "We if we're you'll take need, them, we want you to kill every deer that comes on your property. We're going to need more arrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one place to get those arrows, and that would be archery country. Man, this is the place. The only true archery shop in Central Texas. Um, our buddies over there carry the best of the best. They carry Matthews, Elite, and Hoyt. Um, they have all the you, – if you're thinking about getting your kid something, a bow for Christmas, go over there and get them the little Matthews Genesis bow. It'll it, it'll serve them well for years, and um, 
and it is the standard in uh, youth training for archery. They have all the gear, targets, arrows, everything you need for archery hunting. Uh, they have crossbows, everything you need there. Go see our buddies, 8121 Research Boulevard. Uh, track them at austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. Um, yep, that's Man, our buddies. I know. I you know, stuck that deer a couple weeks ago, and it was the first time I'd – slung an arrow at anything i had some arm troubles the last couple of years and uh-huh. elbow Felt and good, arm right oh man flinging yeah. an arrow it's just like a whole it's a whole different now i, I like i like sitting in a deer blind 100 yards drinking away drinking a cup of coffee drinking uh-huh. a cup of coffee and you know eating snacks and uh, hanging out whiz. it's great taking a nap <laughs> a can of cheese whiz <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm talking about uh who that's, does that the other the other day <laughs> jeff was like hey what are you doing i said i'm not leaving i still got coffee and cheese whiz <laughs> so oh that tenet. sounds like a clog factor the cheese whiz now it's Ugh. time for your game warden field notes These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Webb County Game Warden was reviewing a Facebook post of a 15-point deer taken with a bow during a hunt in Laredo. As the warden began looking through the pictures posted online, he verified the hunter's name and information. He determined the hunter was from Louisiana and had harvested the deer without a hunting license. When the subject was questioned regarding the harvest of the deer, he denied hunting and requested the warden to prove he had. After Warden advised him of the photos he had obtained from Facebook, the hunter apologized and admitted to harvesting his trophy deer without a hunting license. Cases have been filed, and restitution is pending. Busted by Facebook. Again. While you don't think they're not watching Facebook and Twitter and, oh, they're all up in there. And we just noticed, so I hadn't seen this until today, we have KOZ groups. Kids Outdoor Zone groups, men mentoring boys in outdoors. This month, the topic was deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we've got the the curriculum this month re- uh, suggested a that you take a get somebody to harvest a deer during the week, bring it to the Saturday morning uh, time with the boys and show them how to process a deer and then eat some of it. And, and I mean, it, yep. the whole thing. And I and a lot of guys posted their kids outdoor zone KOZ pictures on their uh, Facebook pages or KOZ Facebook pages. Each church that has a KOZ group, we encourage them to start a Facebook page. And they're blocking. Facebook is blocking the pictures of the deer yeah. hanging, getting skinned. I've never seen that before. It's very graphic, graphic, and it's violent content. We don't want it to be. I think it's delicious by. content, is what <laughs> I would say. No, I never, I'd never seen that before on Facebook. 
Welcome. And, I mean, the skinning of the deer is blocked on Facebook. They're afraid it would be traumatic if someone just scrolled across there. And went, <laughs> the traumatic thing is when boys aren't exposed to that and they don't understand it. That's what's traumatic. And they wear salmon color pants and things. <laughs> that just, no, uh, no, no. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm just hiking with you there, buddy. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So, yesterday, speaking of which, um, you know, you're introduced to it. It's all about how you're introduced to it. The kids, you know, they could either go, but when you pull out that deer and you got it up and go, you know, and it's hanging there. If someone makes you, a comment that like, oh, that's gross. Or, I mean, we always brought it back to the same thing. Why animals were provided, why they're here, provide protein, right? I mean, they're, that's kind of the concept of the yeah. whole thing you know they're little grocery so stores had, running around you yeah, <laughs> nature's grocery so you had uh um a lot of boys at your klz group who had never seen that never participated nope. in that and in you walked them through what it, it is and where the meat comes how it goes from hoof to table mm-hmm, and why it's important and at the same time we not they not only we processed it we ground it right there, uh, and and they made their own hamburger patties, cooked them up for the day, oh, and also little backstrap man. medallions. Oh my, man! We were snacking yeah. on those, trying them beforehand, you know. But we also kids, we, you don't want to eat these. No, <laughs> we, so we had two grinders. Back away, kids! Back away. <laughs> we had two grinders, and one was for the deer that we were. Uh, you know, cut up and we were processing mm-hmm. just for them. So they went from field to table on it. And the other one was uh, uh, some meat and some grind that I had and another deer. And they processed that also. And we're doing that. We're doing it as giveaway. We're going for a little, you know, hunters um, for the hungry type of approach so that they could provide and give back not only for themselves. Right? So they so but, they made burgers. Yes. So they saw everything from the the deer with the skin on it hanging up. Yep. And you talked all about how it was harvested, how how it was taken in the yep. field, mm-hmm. and then everything from skinning it to, to butchering it to running it through the grinder to on a grill. Yep. To between a bun yep. and into their stomach to go in yummy yum yum. That's what they did. And then the giveaway part where we're giving back. And we had and then some meat of that we took made. Some of that ground meat home. We gave whatever was whatever what people wanted to do with it. And I'm giving it away to other people also. That's what I mainly wanted to do is say, just like tithing or something, you give a certain percentage, you know, back, right? Man. That's what we should be doing. And we don't have leftovers in that way. And that way you're using the whole thing. Well, and a lot of the boys too, they you shoot it, you first eat it. First of all, they never They've never been around anything like that, and so letting them understand the process of, I mean, kids today don't, a lot of them don't have a clue where, I mean, I heard John Eldridge talking about, yeah, I heard John Eldridge talking about how even he was frustrated, he talks about not being able to find blueberries in the grocery store, and he's like, we get so accustomed to just blueberries all year round. Well, they don't grow, you know, where did they come from? What does that look like? And kids don't think about really what that unless they're exposed to it so one of the kids is beautiful we, at the end we have them go around and shake hands to the leaders and look them in the eye and say thank you mr whatever you know rick or mr jeff or whomever 
and uh, and make sure that they get that eye contact like you taught them. You know, mm-hmm. you've been a big supporter of that. One of the kids that brought the deer leg, the front hoof, with them, <laughs> and so he would stick his hand up there, and they would shake the deer hoof, <laughs> and he just thought that was the most coolest thing. They were running around. We, we even... We even uh, stapled the skin to a big piece of plywood there. Oh, and salted it? Yeah, we didn't salt it. We did around the edges, but we stapled it up so they had it so you could see the whole thing, go go through the whole process. And next month, they'll be able to uh, see, what you know, see what it is and see how you could use it. Well, also. it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. That's kidsoutdoorzone.com for more information on that. We're going to take a break. On the flip side, we're going to come back. we got it. We got a ton of conversation coming up about the. We got a well. We got a Peter report, but we're going to talk just briefly about the tariffs that you you hear about it on the news. But how is it affecting the outdoor industry? What 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 if, what what gear is going to go up in price? And we're going to talk about that. It's only one place live in the bunkhouse Sunday morning seven to nine on one zero four nine the horn twenty four seven three sixty five at theoutdoorzone.com. <laughs> 